Hey guys, this is Kim and you are tuned back into the Soul Sense podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest and we have Melvin, your wingman. <laughs> Hola. I, I said manned. <laughs> Wing mandated. <laughs> Anywho, guys. Uh yeah. And hello, you're back tuned in with us. And so Melvin, how have you been? I've been I'm good now. Um, <laughs> I had a rough uh, couple of weeks here. Uh, yeah. Started having like issues with my tooth, like a bad toothache. And I never got my wisdom teeth pulled. So I ended up having to go to the dentist and, uh, well, to the oral surgeon actually, and um, have wisdom teeth, a wisdom tooth pulled and a tooth in front of it that, that was causing be, problems. Yeah. And so now I've got to go back, and they're going to put a what a, an implant, implant in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kids, take care of your teeth because <laughs> it definitely uh, definitely was not fun at all. But I will say uh, I've got an awesome wife who took care of me, uh, made sure I was squared away. And took off of work and rearranged her patience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. I really didn't have to do – I could have sat around all day yesterday. But, um, yeah, no, that's – but I'm good now. I feel good. Yeah. I mean, it was good. That was my prayer for you was it was – I wanted it to be minimal pain, minimal complications, no complications actually, and uh, that you could really rest, you know. And that's exactly what you did. God is faithful. And, I definitely uh, rested. Faux show. Sure. Yeah, you, he pretty much slept uh, the whole day <laughs> until the evening. And But also, we have to definitely mention that we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. 10 years. Yes. yes, went out. I had a good time with you. Yes, 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 yes. We had a night away uh, overnight that for all the parents out there, you all know that's always golden we were living our lives like they were golden (laughs) his godmother uh came over and uh, watched them and we hit the town oh yeah we was like peace (laughs) got the uber and was like holla but anyways guys um we're a little bit late um addressing this but we did want to talk about this um, I, I guess we were just trying to process our thoughts. This was Melvin's idea to talk about it tonight, and I think it's an awesome idea, but we're going to cover a hot topic. Yeah, so um, honestly, I'm kind of glad we did wait because uh, it's the uh, Amber Geiger, the Dallas police officer who uh, walked into the guy's house. Botham John. Yeah, Botham John. He's sitting on his couch. I'm sure everybody knows about it, but if not, um, a guy is, uh, she's coming in from her shift, I guess, late mm-hmm. and gets off on the, parks on the wrong floor, goes to the wrong house, opens the door, sees this guy in there. He's sitting in there eating ice cream on his couch and uh, she kills him. Um, of course, that's the long and short of it um, in terms of like how she was feeling and all that kind of stuff. You can go, I wasn't there, but at the end of the day, she got found guilty of murder mm-hmm. and sentenced to 10 years. Mm-hmm. So working up to this, uh, I won't lie, I was very nervous 
Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I saw kind of like all the telltale signs of of somebody getting off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, weird stuff happening with the lawyer and mm. breaking uh, the gag order and. Like, I just saw stuff to me that, and mm-hmm. I've, I've become very skeptical in terms of, like, I don't really expect justice mm. in these situations. Mm. Um, and so I kind of prepare myself for the worst. Um, and I don't know how much, I don't, I really didn't know how, how if if Dallas could, ta- if we could take that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we've had a lot of stuff happening here. Yes, we have. And I will say that. For the most part, it seems that, like, at least in Dallas, law enforcement has been, you know, trying to react in a in a proper way to mm-hmm. things. I, I, will, um, I will say that from what I have come in contact from what with. I, exactly. Yeah. From looking at the news and looking at how they follow up on things. But, uh, again, man, this is, this is a, a, a touchy time, and mm-hmm. everybody's super divided on a lot of different things. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I fully expected him to get her to get off, mm-hmm. and you know there to be outrage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leading up to it, like I've shared on on here before, that like I really have to censor how much of the news comes in, you know, because I do realize that our media, no matter what side that you sit on, their job is. It doesn't seem like the job is necessarily to report the truth. It's more so to get people to view their platform. So, like, everybody has a headline and everybody's just like the smallest thing could be blown out of proportion. And this doesn't matter what kind of news forum you look at. They all do it. All medias, all media platforms do it. Blogs, everybody does it. You okay? Because they're trying, their thing is to get people to watch them. You know what I'm saying? And so everybody's trying to be first, break the news, all that stuff like that. So you never know. You have to really take some time away. That's what my experience is because I've shared about past things and injustices that have happened that, like Melvin said, like we've gotten to a point where we don't necessarily expect justice and when that when I came to that realization long ago, that hurt me, like brought me to tears. Because to me, a lot of these things are very open and shut. Like, you know, there are laws that you're not supposed to do certain things and then people break them, but then a whoa, 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 we have a we have a loophole here. And it's just it just it just really tore me up. So I was watching from afar and I remember when the situation happened, it was very sad to me. And it was extremely sad. And especially to see that the news tried to do what the news does. And they tried to figure out like, okay, well, something had to be wrong with this guy. Not thinking like this is somebody's child. He was minding his business, doing nothing in his own home, a place where he's supposed to be safe. And they tried to they tried to twist it, but couldn't twist it. 
And then it was like... Yeah, like showing, <laughs> saying like he had weed or something like that and yeah. all that kind of, like trying to demonize him a little bit. And it, if it were not for the community, not just the black community, but like neighbors, church members who were not all black. I mean, people of all different cultures and races that came out and were speaking very highly of this person. And you found out his background and all this stuff. It's like, okay, he was just a regular old person anybody this could have been mm-hmm. anybody's kid you know yeah. what i'm saying and so that right there let me know okay you're gonna have to tread lightly with this but then when the trial started and like you said all the things that were being brought out it's like here we go again yeah and i think even on the flip side of it um i felt a, another agenda to kind of uh vilify her to make it beyond what um you know what she said, like, mm-hmm. you know, was this something more? Yeah. You know, was this like a an I, affair between yeah. them, and she was upset, obsessed yeah. with him? Yeah, I heard all these different yeah. things, all these stories, and what was true? Like, yeah. we didn't, we just now figured out what was true. Yeah, and and all we can go off is what we see and what we hear. But um, I mean, from what I see, it it appears that what was said is said. It's, it's it was an accident. Um, it still doesn't take away the fact that you're culpable for taking somebody's life yeah even if you are driving i mean it's just like driving and texting and you run over a lady you know you're still going to be held accountable or you should still be held accountable um for that in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. um but the thing that i really kind of wanted to address today was the outcome so Mm -hmm. she's found guilty they give her 10 years and uh, the the son wants to come up and the brother the brother his sorry, brother mm-hmm. wants to stand up and he says something and he has to go give her a hug right mm-hmm. and he's talking he's like I don't want to um, mm-hmm. I don't want to see you go to jail. go to jail mm-hmm. I don't want to see you and and then goes and gives her a hug mm-hmm. and um, then of course the judge gives her a hug and goes back and gets her Bible mm-hmm. and really what it did for me. And and I I like to think that I think along these lines, mm-hmm. but what it showed me is that I really don't. I wanted blood, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I wanted retribution and mm-hmm. I wanted justice. Mm-hmm. Um, what I saw is justice. Mm-hmm. I wanted this girl to get punished and punished seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but what I will say is what I saw from that young man was. You know, he wanted justice, but he didn't want, he also, it seemed like he wanted redemption too. He wanted Mm -hmm. to give her a chance to be redeemed. He didn't want to see her life ruined. Yeah. And that was very touching to me. Yeah. Like I actually watched the whole little clip and all that stuff like that. And I mean, I was crying. I mean, like I was crying. um, I... I am in the middle, okay? Um, I think initially I was just, I had a sigh of relief that there was even a trial that actually came with a conviction. And not not because I just wanted to throw her in jail, but it was like, I just felt like it was just, like I said, the media had gotten a hold of it. You couldn't tell what was what. What was just, you couldn't tell 
you know, and had this had been a lower profile case, just a reg- like regular people, that we would have never heard about this story, this would have been... Washed away. Yes. And they could have put something on his name and, and buried him and, and all of that. Yes. Like, it wouldn't even... A, the whole fact that it's racially charged, it was law enforcement in the, in the, in the, the climate that we're in in our country, it was high profile. Okay, and to me, I just to me, I have looked at other situations, things that were not even that's that has nothing to do with race, all these other things that are popping up in our society. And I ask myself, like, like, why is this? We're at a place now where we don't feel like justice is going to be served for basic things and not just even this. Like, I think about situations where. You know, kids are getting beat up at school and people are paying like, you know, stuff like, I don't know, all the things like the Me Too movement and all this stuff. It's like, why is this even a conversation? Keep your hands to yourself. okay? like, And so it's like these to me, I'm thinking like all these things, we should not have a conversation about this. Yeah. I mean, but we live in the world. You know what I'm saying? I know that. And, you know, I think we go back and forth over that a lot. But. The thing that I look at in this case in particular is it shows me how ugly our society can be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so if this is the truth, if the truth is that she walked upstairs and it was a complete accident and, you know, all of that kind of thing. I mean, it stinks, right? Mm-hmm. It's bad. And, but. And I don't think she should be a police officer because you should be able. Because the thing that that tells me is, if she's coming straight off of her shift, she was in that same mind state at least for a while while she was being meaning meaning to protect, needing to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to go back and look at how long are these shifts, how long are um, you know what what's happening to put somebody. How is somebody in that mind state where they don't know what apartment that they're right, in, and they're all still left out there to have their lives at risk even to make life and death decisions um on the streets that could have gone really bad if she would have pulled like it it lets you know it to me it showed me a couple of things and then I'll, I'll double back so first off it showed me um this built-in fear that we could have of of one another mm-hmm. right now i don't know how i would feel if i walked into my house and i saw somebody in there and I thought somebody was in there, but, you know, I would like to think my reaction would be different than a trained, you know, police officer. Yeah. I would like to think that. But above and beyond that, it does show me this built-in fear that that we have. I think also it shows me that, like, we are to a point in our, our nation where, or in, not even in our nation, just in our world where, like we are, we want to polarize things so bad that we don't want to see. Like we don't want justice. Mm. We want blood. Yeah. We want. We want. Yeah. Retribution. We want mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see it everywhere from something like this case, mm-hmm. all the way to just like this culture we have nowadays. If somebody makes a mistake and says something or does something, 
we go after them full. Mm -hmm. I want their jobs gone. I want Mm -hmm. their life tore down. I don't ever want you to ever be able to make a penny again Mm -hmm. in life because I disagree with the thing that you have. And this, that's super serious because in all reality, if this was an accident, like it should be, it, it, if you take everything else out of it, like all the racial components, the job, all that stuff, and you just look at it on paper, then this shouldn't be like we should be able to talk honestly about it being an accident and handle it in kind. That doesn't mean that you get off scot-free and whatever else, but it does mean that you you didn't go in there with the intent to like you're a homicidal maniac. Mm-hmm. And to me, those two things should be different. But I don't think that if if the judge would have come up and said that, mm-hmm. I, there would have been a riot. It would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. And on both sides. And I think what happens when you have these polarizing things is it's like um, you do things on both sides that end up perverting justice. Mm. Like if on the first side of it, when they're trying to like put dirt on his name, right? Yeah. Draw all on these things. Well, automatically you turn this, if this, if you turn this from being a thing that let the truth speak for itself to now we can see clearly that there is an agenda mm-hmm. and you get all these people coming out and being like, no. And so now there's this obvious thing that there's an agenda to try to crush this, this young man. Mm-hmm. No care about his, no, nobody's caring really about, the two lives that are affected, one that's gone and then one that's going to be forever affected. Yeah. Um, and now it's, and it, and it just boils over from there and it becomes this charade. And this time next month, no one will even care. Yeah. And no one will be better for it. Yeah. She'll sit in jail for 10 years. She won't be better from mm. that. There'll be nothing that changes. Now what will change it is the interaction. Let's say she was a little bit racist. Mm-hmm. The interaction she had with his brother will have to have had some type of impact on her. Like, however she was feeling before, um, it didn't seem like she was, because before it seemed like she was a little bit, like, self-focused. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't wish this upon anyone to happen upon, like, what I've gone through type of thing. Mm -hmm. But I think when it all started to boil down, it seemed like she was different. Like, her... Mm -hmm her reaction was different and it showed me kind of how you know how i don't know how this thing could have played out if if no agendas were involved what do you who do you think well I, I i i do believe that every citizen should be held accountable and I do believe that to whom much is given, much is required. And she is, at the end of the day, she is a law enforcement um, mm-hmm. officer. And mm-hmm. she has a training that civilians do not have, mm-hmm. just like military. Mm-hmm. Like, there are, they should be the safest people with guns because they have had formal training for that training we don't even know about, okay? They're supposed to be the, the de-escalators. So the fact that even and you hear stories all the time of off-duty police officers de-escalating situations and they're not on duty. So there is a standard that she has to be held to. Yeah. So to me, I do feel like she needed jail time, you know, because that's part of it. 
Um, I know the reaction that a lot of people had was that people felt like it wasn't enough time. Um, I don't really know about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't really know about that because at the end of the day, some people feel like, yeah, she gets 10 years, but this guy's life is gone. Yeah. I just don't think this is equal. Like to me, it's, if it's going to be, it was all about a mindset for me. Now, 10 years, this, we don't have an equal justice system for mm. sure. Right. Because there's people who do way less and yeah. end up in jail for like 50 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's people who got busted with crack and are going to be in jail, you know, Non-violent 20, 30 crimes. years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it shows us if, if this was somebody else. And again, I go back to the thing that like, if this would not have gotten the publicity that mm-hmm. it did, I feel like it would have been swept under the rug and they would have created this thing. Cause I know, I know situations where people have, been wrongly like been beaten up or whatever else mm. and it junk just gets skewed and changed around mm-hmm. and they tell a bunch of like we go in but we create a an environment where that can happen mm-hmm. because everything is so you know polarized and we allow ourselves to get like pitted against each other mm-hmm. and in all reality man if one person if injustice is allowed to go un checked on anybody mm-hmm. then it can go unchecked for you as well yeah it doesn't matter um on the news they just show it like a black and white thing mm-hmm. but i mean you go back to my town it's only like 0.1 percent black mm-hmm. there's plenty of white dudes getting hemmed up and beat up and all that kind of stuff like poor white guys to where somebody from a nicer family mm-hmm. would just get it swept away under the rug, get caught with a little weed in high school mm-hmm. and a, a, a poor guy end up getting sent off and never see him again. Mm-hmm. Somebody from a nice family, they just sweep it under the rug, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. It's about the have and the have nots if you want to boil down to it, but you keep it, you know, they pit it with this black versus white thing, then it makes it easier for injustice like this to, to, to even have a chance to go well i guess my question to you is so how do you feel about the brother's response so um i it again it i think it it hits me it challenges me mm-hmm. because it's, it wasn't my relation it was no relation to me and i wanted her to go to jail mm-hmm. there's no part of me that could say i didn't want to see her go to jail for those crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't thinking about, you know, you know me, man, I'm forever like the contrarian. Um, but in this situation, if I were to be super honest, I, I was like, man, she better go to jail. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm impacted by what he said. Part of it, I think, is a little naive, mm-hmm. but it could be me that's, you know, mm-hmm. naive. I think the, I, there's a scripture um, that talks about uh, forgiveness in Ephesians. Um, well, it, it didn't even talk. It, it, I looked at a lot of scriptures over forgiveness, but actually in Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, it says, uh, get rid of all bitterness and rage. Get all, rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. 
brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. And, you know, I think about, like, why? You know what I'm saying? What, is, what do those things do to us? Like, what, what does, if, if, what is me holding on, to, like, let's say he didn't do that. Let's say if he was like, Samuel Jackson, yeah, I hope to die and I hope, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm glad they died. I hope they burn in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> um, what, what will that do for him mm-hmm. as a young man? Like, yeah. how's that going to help him going forward? I think of like, you know, bitterness and rage and anger, like these things all kind of hold us back from like freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bible talks about getting rid of all of those things so that we can embrace the love that Christ has for us. It talks about being be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. And if I say that I'm a Christian, um, I should be the exact same way because in all reality, like I'm guilty. I have blood on my hands, mm. like my sins, my transgressions. That's why Christ died. Mm. So I have those, that blood on my hands, mm. but yet he stands in, if I believe yeah. this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then Christ is standing there interceding on my behalf. Yeah. Like, Hey, listen, he knows not what he does. Like, come on, let's give him a chance rooting for me mm-hmm. the whole way. Um, he he said the same thing, you know. I don't want to see you suffer. Yeah. So I'm gonna take this one on the chin, Melvin. Mm-hmm. And and our response should be in kind to the others, to yeah. others. Um, I can't say I can wrap my mind around it yeah. fully, but I do think that that is a an example of of Christ-like love and forgiveness. And and um, I mean, I hope I could be that way one day. Um, I can't say what I would do in that situation. Well, I mean, when I saw that, the tears start flowing for me because of, I guess, how young the boy was. He's 18. And how calm and composed he was when he was saying it. Um, And because, like I said, I knew a little bit before, like before they went to trial and when all the situation happened, like I know how close he was to his brother. And it's easy for us to say these things not have lost a sibling in that fashion. Right. And so it's easy for us. We want blood. But that could, for all we know, he called his brother every single day, every day of his life. And now he can't do that. And that boy is standing there saying that. Right. And, you know, the stories have come out about both of them, John, about how he that was his older brother and that he really lifted up his little brother, you know? And so, you know, you don't, if that boy got up there and said something like that, that really put a kibosh on whatever feelings that I were feeling and really made me turn inwardly and to really like really reflect over my feelings of it all. Mm -hmm. And because I am a Christian and I don't, I, I, I like, I'm a full Like I commit, I'm committed to this and, you know, I'm not saying that it's easy and I'm still wrapping my head around it, but the fact still remains, you rather in it or you're not. (laughs) And so if you claim to be a Christian, you have to at least ask yourself, what's your level 
of forgiveness in this. And you, yes, and commitment. And you ain't gotta, I mean, God doesn't call us to be like a hundred percent okay with every decision. He just asks us to trust. He asks us to be obedient. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that is something that we have seen. We see, we see even how Jesus went to the cross, knowing like he knew before everybody else knew that he was gonna die a certain way. Like in the way, you know, the way like with Barabbas, how they wanted his blood. Same way. They wanted Jesus's blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, here's a known criminal. They were like, forget this guy. We want him. Yeah. We want his blood. And he still didn't say a mumbling word. And so I think in our society, we're all about this not being passive and all this stuff like that. We can talk. We, we ain't going to go down that that road. But I, to me, I had to look inwardly, you know, and that's what made me cry in it all. Mm-hmm. I think what also shocked me in it all, too, was the response of the public after that boy said what he said. Folks were like coming for him. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I seen something with, with some people. I won't say no names, but I seen some, some people saying some stuff. Folks were coming for him to a point where their older sister made a comment. And I felt like she said it in a very graceful way. She made a comment. She made a she released a statement through the family lawyer. Okay. So this wasn't no little social media. They made a public statement. And her statement was when she said what she said, that put a button on everything that I feel. Cause her thing was it was very clear that she identified that her her little brother was at a place of forgiveness where she was not at. Mm-hmm. But she kind of slick envied him because he is now free from that bondage right. of hate. Right. You know? And at the very end was like, at the end of the day, y'all, please do not talk about my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Like she came to his defense at the same, and I don't have, I can't, I'm not going to pull it up or anything, but it was a very, she said it very well. And it was, uh, the statement was very well, but it that's what I got from the statement was that, hey, he said what he said. He at this point, he in a better place than a lot of people in our family when it comes to forgiving this girl. But we're all striving to get to that point. And in the meantime, please leave this young man alone as we grieve our loss. Yeah. And and I think to that point, as we can kind of put a button on this is like, I think that's the lesson that I'm, I learned. And the lesson that I think we all as Christians have to learn is like this stuff isn't easy. For sure, you know, people get there at different points in time. Yep. But this is that should be our our mission because this, the scripture says, "Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice." So get rid of it. This has to be something that is in us. This is something we're always going to be dealing with. We'll never be able to get to a point to where we just perfectly handle all of those things. And now I believe that. Judgment and justice and punishment, all of these things can still exist void of bitterness and rage and all those kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think where the, the the most important part of this scripture is, is be kind and compassionate to one another. Mm. And I think that's where we have to get to is a place of compassion. Mm. Because when you have compassion, it opens the door for redemption. And now... That and what that does is that frees us, you know what I'm saying? 
and that leaves the door to the next person. Yeah. And now, if for her, if she is seeking redemption, it's not going to be contingent upon her serving time in jail or not. If she has to serve time in jail, she's going to take her time, serve her time, and still work on being redeemed yeah. to whatever redemption is to her. Um, but at that point, there's no, we don't have to carry that weight. And we can feel free to help her to get to redemption. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Work with her and, and, and share with, like, like your worst enemy. If you can get to that place to where you can learn how to f- find a way to have compassion upon the dude in the KKK or the person doing the whatever, the person who you think of the worst of them. If we get to a place of compassion and really understanding how people get to where they are, then it can free us to make decisions without the burden of like hate and bitterness and and rage. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, like you said, it's not easy. And guys, we we always want to be raw and honest, you know, Um our sinful selves want to feel certain ways about different situations, not even just this situation in general. Like this stuff is not easy. You know what I'm saying? Um, And, uh, but like I said, you know, at the end of the day, um, I can't be lukewarm, you know, I can't be lukewarm. And, I think something that you said about the statement when you were responding uh, to um, the brother's statement that you said that you felt like some of it was naive of him. I think the part that I feel that is the naive part is the fact that like, you know, justice does have to be served. You know what I'm saying? We live in a country. That's what it happens. She, for him to say, I don't want you to go to jail. Well, that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she's been found guilty. They now have to render a, you know, a, you know, a ruling, you know, they have to give her some type of sentence. So, you know, I think some of that, you know, I think maybe him saying that was just maybe like, maybe you going to jail ain't going to fix you. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going to fix whatever you got going on inside of you. And like, I mean, so anyways, you know, so. Yeah. But I mean, again, I think just him freeing himself of it does a lot, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and to be to that point, like, maybe I don't want you to go to jail, but that's not my decision. Like, we all got to deal what we got to deal with. Yeah. Um, And. Yeah, you know, maybe at the end of this and, and it seems like. Uh. Botham John was the type of it seemed like he's the type of guy who would want more from his death, you know what I'm saying, than yeah. just yeah. um punishment or anything else. It seems like he would want something like not outrage. Not just not don't stop at outrage. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to go forward. And I think as a nation and as a you know as a nation and as a, a people I think we have to really fight to get to that point um, with people who we see as our adversaries, you know what I'm saying, and and really fight to get to a point to where we have that same mentality, you know, mm-hmm. instead of this, uh, you know, just this outrage, because it never, nothing good ever comes from it, because nobody's going to do anything mm-hmm. except yell and be mad and mm-hmm. pitch a tantrum. Um 
nobody is 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 gonna do anything except for a couple of crazy people mm. who get sparked by your outrage and then they go and kill a bunch of innocent people. Mm. But if you really dislike the way things are and don't like this environment, then you know, as a Christian, you have tools to fight against this. You know, it's a spiritual battle, but I think the only way to get to that battle is through the path of like getting rid of all the barriers to it. That, mm-hmm. like that scripture said, the malice, the rage, the this, the that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Toss off all those things. Have compassion for each other, so that you could see we all just people under attack. It's mm-hmm. a spiritual battle. Yeah. But yeah, that that's all I have on it. Okay. Well, guys, that's all we got. That's all we can handle. <laughs> And uh, we thank you guys for tuning in again. It's been a while since we did a hot topic. And so it was time for us to do another one. And you've been sitting here with Kim, your hostess with the mostest, and your trusty wingman, Melvin. Yeah, yeah. And we will catch you later. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace.